Hi, everybody. Welcome to Shrink Chat. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. If you celebrate Christmas, today is Christmas. And if you don't and you're listening, we're still saying Merry Christmas. We're still celebrating Christmas. (sighs) Because it's Christmas. Because it's Christmas Day. 12-25-2020, ladies and gentlemen. We made it. We did. Or some of us did, right? It's been a very interesting and uh, strange year. Yeah. However, we're still celebrating. You know what's stranger? Tell me. There's a song mm. that Bonnie Tyler wrote. Mm-hmm. Those of you know Bonnie Tyler, Total Eclipse of the Heart. Mm-hmm. So there's a little movie that I caught the end of that you guys were watching on Joe Bob's Christmas. Yeah, you- so I'll stop down real quick and say Joe Bob Briggs, who is on Shudder, uh, exclusively with his movies that he hosts, kind of like Elvira used to do, and he used to do a Monster Vision. We talked to, we talk about him a lot, and there was a holiday special. And Kathy and I got together with the Discord folks, and we watched it all together. And this movie is called Three Six One Five Code Pierre Noel. It's a French movie. So she wrote the song for the credits. <laughs> and it, I mean, it was a, I which get, you tuned into, right? Or, like that was when you yeah, caught up. With yeah. Us. I don't know if she wrote it or she just did the English interpretation of the French version of this song. Who the hell knows? But let's, let's look at some of these lyrics here. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Merry, Merry Christmas. Don't change kids. Stay with us. Like, where are they going? They're going to S- die. Stay a little Jesus. Hold on to my hand. It's not a long way to fly, you know? <laughs> Don't fly in vain. You're not helping it. It's so hard anyway to become a man. Happy birthday, Christmas. Welcome, Holy Jesus. Although you reign on earth, who can understand why even a child learning the truth always learns pain? Why does he have to cry to become a man? Help me, Santa Claus. Come close to my heart. All my doors are closed. I can't play my part. I can't play my part and she goes on please don't leave him hopeless to become a man okay we get the idea (laughs) uh spotify it listen to it it's or don't weird so okay well i have things to say about that movie but you didn't see it and that's okay no i Um, caught that part yeah you just caught the really good (laughs) um but let's table that for a second and uh do some a little segment we like to call Fox with Christmas Gouth. <laughs> we're gonna talk all we're gonna talk a lot of Christmas movies today, but first we got horror Ooh, facts. Some horror facts. With Kath, apparently. Is Kath different from Kathy? Because are there two different Kath is edgier. Edgier? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Thanks. Kathy shows up more on Patreon. <laughs> So Kathy's really the lighter side. And maybe even Terror Talk. But Kath is full shrink chat. Oh, I see. Catherine may even be. Oh, good Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Only I know Catherine. No, just kidding. Go ahead. Okay. Um, Number one. Yes, ma'am. The creatures who were known as crawlers were designed to resemble Nosferatu. Okay. Number two. <laughs> Sorry, like little heads. I'm like, Number two. What does that mean? Okay, go ahead. The main actor was claustrophobic in real life, making it easy for her character to experience panic underground. Mm. Number three, 
Tobin Bell, our jigsaw, John Kramer from Saw, mm-hmm. said in an interview that this was one of his favorite horror films. Huh. Number four, thematically, a group of friends doing a back-to-nature camping trip, which devolves into a grim, surrealist show. So that's what it's about. Okay, group of friends gotcha. doing, Okay, And number five, Cast members were taken to rock climbing uh, rock climbing center to help prepare for filming. So the only movie I can think of is The Descent. You got it. Oh, goody. 2005. Good movie. That is a freaking scary movie. Really is, good movie. And is definitely available to stream. I can't remember where, but if you just go to justwatch.com and look it up, it'll tell you where it's streaming. Because I just, I, I literally just... Watch I had that. several panic attacks watching that. It really, um, some <laughs> were probably completely unrelated to the movie. I just have them sometimes. But I think that... Uh, <laughs> Fair. No, I I don't think I expected it. I, I, I went in with no expectations. Mm-hmm. When I saw it like, shortly after it came out or, or came to what we'd call a video. Um, like push play and see what and it is. And then I was like, yeah, wow, this is really good. Yeah, it's a good, it's, it's a good film because it gave you several panic attacks. <laughs> Yeah. It. Those yeah. are really good movies when I'm panicking through them. Yeah. Can't even fun, be present. Right? That's why you like horror. That's yeah. why we're here. Because you like to feel like scared. Yeah. Well, I like to feel scared. I really don't like to feel panicked. <laughs> like when we when I watched Frozen. Oh yeah. Sorry. When the they were up in the thing, and we're not talking about the Disney one here. I, I panicked watching that. I felt like I was there. Yeah. It's a different kind of scary. I think it's the because that's a claustrophobic situation. Yeah. That's a no way out yeah. kind of thing. Like, and the literally. freezing element. Ooh. Yes, yeah. Yes. And this was the underground element. Can't maybe. breathe. Yeah. Can't yeah. breathe. Oh, okay. Very scary. Um, <laughs> I wanted to mention this is it. This is my non Christmas fact for the day. <laughs> thought for the day is I wanted to mention to you in particular that I was reading about the new um, Clarice series mm. um, that NBC, um, NBC, CBS, sorry. So we've mentioned it before here on Shrink Chat that CBS is doing a series called Clarice, uh, which is the sequel to The Silence of the Lambs, basically. But I wanted to mention to you as a follow-up is that you won't be seeing Hannibal Lecter in in the series. So it's like a prequel to her work with him. Well, let me, let me describe what I know. Oh, get to it. Shut up. The reason NBC's Hannibal never delved into the events of the silence of the lambs, the series that we, we done, we did a recent episode on Hannibal, which we, we both enjoyed for different reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, But it never went into any of the events with silence of the lambs. And that's because the rights to that particular story and its characters are held by MGM and it's MGM who's behind the upcoming CBS series, Clarice. So the series is tight is a sequel. Like I said, to the silence of the lambs. So you won't be seeing Hannibal, um, being Hannibal. Um, but according to Entertainment Weekly, the Clarice series can't show or actually or even mention Hannibal Lecter by name because of these kind of ownership mm, okay. types rights. And this is, you know, if you're into horror or film politics as I am and how films get made and the political nature of Hollywood, um, which is one of my sort of side interests, is that 
that's a lot of times that's what we find. It's like, oh gosh, why wasn't there a sequel to such and such? And it's because of that. Um, Mm. So I guess the maker of the exact producer of the show is, is, you know, still trying to understand the quote is something like, I'm still trying to understand how the rights are divided. Um, But because, you know, he wouldn't know necessarily or want to talk about in public Mm -hmm. what he knows. (laughs) And, you know, the De Laurentiis company owns the rights to the character of Hannibal, but not the Silence of the Lambs story or characters. So just don't expect any Hannibal Clarice interactions. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So know that. But also it's funny because this exec producer, Kurtzman, was talking about how for the series that was actually really liberating. Because they didn't really have any interest in writing about Hannibal. That so, is, yeah. So, so from his perspective, and who knows if that's a you know just a, re, a reframe, <laughs> as we say in the biz, of like, oh, I don't have it, bummer. Okay, well, great, you know, like, and then you reframe it to be a positive, which a lot of optimists do. Um, but it was it, he's sort of saying it was liberating because it those stories, not because they didn't love the films or the shows, but because they were done so well. That's a nice political answer that they were done so well by so many people that it just didn't feel like fresh material. That totally makes sense. Me too. I would not want to attempt that because from like a creative standpoint, I mean, a lot of people do remakes of amazing movies. <laughs> I mean, we're coming up on Candyman, yeah. uh, you know, all stuff like that. And and hopefully they succeed and sometimes they don't. But yeah, no, I can understand from a creative perspective. Like, one, it doesn't feel fresh. It feels like material that's been done really well. And so why do I want to go there? Uh, I will say that uh, Clarice is premiering on Thursday, February 11th. At 10 o'clock on CBS and CBS All Access. You know, I remember when I would hear a series was happening on like NBC, CBS, ABC, I would be like, oh, the tame version. Because there's that moment <laughs> yeah. with like HBO totally. having all of the like violence and sex yeah. stuff. But now, now that everything is streaming, you know, and they have CBS and CBS All Access, it's like it's really just changing the palette of things. Now, I don't think, I mean, I don't have any hopes actually of Clarice being like overly violent or any of that Mm -mm. i think it's going to be like a tv series that has characters you care about that's my expectation i want to say but we'll see and they've cast her already Uh right and i think i want to say that i've seen this do we know who's playing her it's the pretty little liars star her name is rebecca breeds although there's lots of women on pretty little liars but you can google her she's playing clarice and um there's also a cast of of others that I am not particularly familiar with their names, but I'm sure, okay. you know. But yeah, it's one of the act- young actresses from Pretty Little Liars. So cool. Um, th- so on with the Christmas show. All right. We ended up doing a lot of buddy watches, but not on purpose. Right. <laughs> so the buddy watch that we had originally kind of quote unquote program to mm-hmm. talk about so that we make sure that we at least watch one of the same movies is a Christmas horror story. So we could talk about that first. You know, I, first of all, <laughs> first of all, Kath. All right. Kath. All right, Shan. <laughs> Kath, Kathy, Catherine. I can't all be here at once. Well, okay. We'll see about that. Um, I have never quite gone into as much of a Christmas horror rabbit hole as I did this year. I know. This Neither was, have I. Uh, yeah, like 
which was really actually very fun. And I interact with a lot of people who are very well versed in horror movies and have spent several years going through these cycles where they watch all the Halloween movies and then they watch all the Christmas movies and all the Easter movies and summer movies and all that. And I have actually never been that kind of horror watcher. Mm -hmm. So this was super cool. There's a lot. There were a lot, but not so many that are exceptional. And I no. think that's true of all the genres, really. So it, it bears it bears up. Uh-huh. What me. I find is what I find a lot is the Christmas horror movies that are like I really dig are actually more campy and fun. But I can say, so a Christmas horror story. So had you ever seen this movie nope, before? I had, not. I had not either, which was also really fun. Um, and it, it's not that old either. It's it's not like an old thing. And we did watch it together on the Discord. It's 2015. Which, okay. Yeah. Yeah, see? Like, that's not... It's 2020. I mean, you know. It's so five years ago. Not an old movie. I mean, we've been talking about like Silent Night, Deadly Night, and Black Christmas and stuff, which are very old movies. Black Christmas is legendary. Yeah. Kathy's going to keep on that. Mm-hmm. I I'll saw, talk about that this summer. I still I still haven't seen the other two, the remakes of the, that. The remakes. Yeah, I hear they're terrible, terrible, so I haven't really done that, but I will because I want to be able to like say what what's terrible about them, I suppose. Um so we did end up watching it together. And in general, what would you say about it? I was surprised mm-hmm. by how not bad it was. Yeah, I do go, uh, fair, because I do go into these Christmas movies going like, oh, okay, another horrible <laughs> And then I'm pleasantly surprised. There's some really good moments. And actually, the Krampus yeah, yeah. is terrifying. Yeah, so... um and Santa, like the way they did, Santa mm-hmm. usually looks really cheesy. Yeah, no, not at all. Like Santa was a badass. He was weathered. He was, you could tell like I mean, he had a, a story. I thought he was kind of hot. He was, a, he was a handsome dude. <laughs> and he, but, but I mean, there was like, to me, when I looked at Santa, it was more like St. Nicholas. Like this was yeah. a man who had lived and had a story and yes. was weathered. And he was coming in with intention. It wasn't this one dimensional Santa with a sleigh. Like the scene where he and Krampus go at it mm-hmm. is awesome. And Krampus has the fucking Love chains. It. And it's the, like an action movie. It's really badass. I, I felt like I was in an action movie. I really enjoyed it. So the premise is that Christmas is supposed to be a time of joy, peace, and goodwill. But for some folks in the small town of Bailey Downs, it turns into something much less festive. And Will Shatner is actually yeah the na- the narrator kind of the wraparound story this narrator this who gets progressively more and more booth. drunk yeah. through, the, through the film but yeah it's an anthology piece so there's some you know co-occurring stories I guess or I don't even know if they're co-occurring but you know this is kind of how an anthology piece should be made in my opinion um, and what we're talking about is there is a climactic scene near the end where Krampus and Santa face off. Mm -hmm. And it was a lot of fun. But from moment one, Santa is like the dude in the Scandinavian outback. Yeah. Guy. Yeah. He's like the dude taking care of business. I mean, he shows up with like a big slash across his face. Mm -hmm. I think like the first couple scenes are him with this like cut up face because he'd been doing man stuff. 
man business. That's what I mean. Like you start the movie and there's already a story there. Yeah. Like, there's a history. It's not this one dimensional Santa character. Right. And it's Canadian seasonal horror anthology, just FYI. And in the, in the final credits of the movie, it says no elves were harmed in the making of this film. <laughs> so it does have, I say that because it's like, it does have a little bit of a humorous um, bend to it. So yeah. to speak, which I, which I enjoy. I mean, it's a horror fantasy. It's considered horror fantasy. It's definitely is, but man, Krampus shows up and he's like a jacked weightlifter dude. No, he really is with his big Krampus head and they go and he's got chains, mm-hmm. right? So he's the, if you're watching the matrix or the Marvel or movie, like, um, he's got Kill the chains. Bill. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. He's got the chains as his weapon and Santa shows up with his like candy cane scythe, <laughs> right? <laughs> sort of a little bit. I don't know. And they go and they, they throw down and it's pretty, I don't know. I love that scene. FYI. Um, there it's were parts a great of, scene. There are parts of the rest of the movie because it's anthology where it's like, there are certain stories that I liked better than others, but, um, which story did you, I don't is there s- one that, I, that you, I mean, you don't have to go into the details of it. But. Yeah. I, I kind of, I mean, we're talking about this like epic scene, but I'm, I'm trying not to give away too okay. much, but, um, yeah, I don't know how to say what I didn't like without. I don't like even without. remember all of them. At this well, and that's also part of the issue is that there were, you know, to be fair, there were parts of the first hour that I was not as engaged or maybe a little, like, what story are we in? And I'm also, I watched this with somebody on the Discord who goes by the name Groucho, and I watched this with him, and he's seen it a bunch of times. Okay. So... That was an issue, you know, he was trying to hold back saying anything, no spoilers type of thing. And I was having reactions to it. And he, he really likes this movie, but I've only seen it once. So he's, he's sort of knows all the stories and is seeing, so I can imagine what I'm saying, I guess all of that to say, I can imagine when I watch it next year mm-hmm. that, um, I will remember this epic battle at the end, but not much else probably. Right. And then, but maybe I'll just learn more every time I watch, like it'll be more cohesive each time I watch it. So I would say like on a first watch, like you said, like things get a little lost yeah. because of the anthology yeah. feel. Yeah. But, but the, the, the villainous part of it is yeah. that battle at the end is I mean, makes up watching. for the whole it thing, really right? Does. And, yeah. uh, and I also do just love the fantasy feel to Christmas movies mm-hmm. when they do that. I, mm-hmm. I like a little um, fantasy when it comes to Christmas because it is. It's a mythology. Yep. <laughs> so hmm, there you go. Which one would you like to speak about next? We watched lots of Christmas stuff and we ended up watching a lot of the same stuff. So that's cool. Can oh, we- let's talk about Joe Bob. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Joe Bob's holiday um, special this year was the flick we brought up at the very beginning, which is technically called 3615 Code Pierre Noel, which is the French way to talk about Santa. Uh, Pierre Noel. Daddy Christmas. Father Christmas. (laughs) Call me Daddy Christmas. (laughs) Daddy Christmas. Um, Yeah. It's often sometimes known as Deadly Games. Or dial code for Santa Claus. It's got a lot of <laughs> it's got a lot of different names. Now, Kathy wasn't here for this one. She was having technical difficulties. I was. I couldn't get on the damn thing. Yeah, the Shutter app sometimes fails us. I don't know if that was the problem for you, but sometimes it does. Um, 
It, so, but this film is a 1989 French horror thriller film written and directed by Rene Mazor. Now, again, this was a film selected by Joe Bob Briggs and Darcy, who are the hosts of um, The Last Drive-In, and they did their holiday special. And uh, because you didn't you didn't see it yet, mm-hmm. um, I'll just say that it's worth a watch. <laughs> I was really surprised, actually, that they chose it because it has subtitles it does they don't often you know uh, subtitled movies are sometimes difficult for a group watch Mm -hmm. um but they're looking at it not as a group watch because what they do is you know joe bob and darcy talk before the movie they talk in the middle of the movie two or three times Mm -hmm. and then they talk at the end of the movie so they're not talking over the movie so it's fine their um this one was really special though because they did the the charity stuff yes so the second movie just so you guys know was called christmas evil which you might be familiar with and that was the second movie they chose but so through and we both watched that together Mm -hmm. um while chatting with friends on the discord uh, friends and patrons actually and so Yes, I'm so glad you mentioned that because what they did this time is um, they made it kind of a funny, campy, like, um, (laughs) uh, auction. And they made a lot of money for charity and they had a different charity every hour and they auctioned off all these really cool um, personal and often horror-themed items that they had collected. Can I just say, like, I've, I've loved Joe Bob Briggs since you introduced me to him a while back and I love Darcy and so I already love them but watching his humanity and humility in this one and the way that he responded to both of them but like you were surprised more by Joe Bob yeah because Darcy will actually show you know her vulnerabilities and stuff but I mean it just really showed who he is as a human Mm -hmm. and I loved that like and then they posted a he posted an Instagram the next day, just still so beside himself about how generous everybody was. And yeah, there were some items that were like not worth very much money that went for like, like eight, eight or grand. 10 grand. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was awesome. There was some cool stuff too. Um, but yeah. And also if you are just tuning into Joe Bob Briggs recently, if you go back and watch the other Christmas specials that he's done and also some of the monster vision stuff that you can find on YouTube sporadically and some of the earlier seasons and the Christmas specials in particular, you'll find that he, he gets, he's very, uh, like he, he, the sad story at Christmas is like his thing. <laughs> he wants to hear the sad stories and it's Christmas time. So we should hear sad stories. It's kind of his right. thing. And he gets very, um, I, I am always pleased to get to know who he is as a person outside of the persona that he has as Joe Bob Briggs. So you get a sense of who he really is. Um, cause he's, he's also, if you know anything about his personal story, which I won't go into, he's been through a lot. So I, I just, I, I agree with you. It was, yeah. it was charming. It really was. Um, but Christmas evil. <laughs> Did you find Christmas Evil charming? Oh man, we had a lot of fun on the Discord watching well, it. By the way, what year was this made? Nineteen eighty. Mm. So the, let's set that context. Yeah, of like correct the <laughs> styles and the colors and the backdrop <laughs> and the the music. <laughs> yes, nineteen eighty horror thriller. Uh, original title was "You Better Watch Out," but now it's called Christmas or Evil. It should just be called "You Better Not Watch." Okay. Okay. Um, so uh, the description. <laughs> 
<laughs> the description is a toy factory worker mentally scarred mm-hmm. as a child. And do you remember why he was mentally scarred? Upon learning, <laughs> Santa Claus is not real. Suffers a nervous breakdown after being belittled at work and embarks on a yuletide killing spree. So yeah, yeah. he, to give everybody a little bit of a context about this jolly guy, please. He, um, <laughs> you know, he was obsessed like through the whole movie, like he just walks around the house singing Christmas carols and mm-hmm. his whole house is decorated. And, and you know, this is going on in July too. It just <laughs> happens to be Christmas, but he's so enmeshed and obsessed yeah. It's like a compulsive Christmas disorder. Like how I am with Halloween. <laughs> Are you to the level? It's like Christmas Are all you year long. Level? Can we expect a snap? Do you and remember then a the little, I don't know if you were paying attention to the detail of the house, but he had like that stuffed animal Santa on oh, his couch <laughs> that he said, like, it, it just was really That's hilarious. childlike and creepy. And so that gives you <laughs> context, context to like his oddities. His little schizoid. <laughs> Another personality disorder we, we bring up a lot. We should probably do a little Patreon discussion of that one. Um, huh. So what do I think of this movie? Mm. So I was expecting it to be worse. I can say yeah. that. I, I mean, was expecting were... it to be a little like sillier or like more over the top. And then maybe that actually would have made it better. Um, but sort of after that initial silliness of like mommy kissing Santa Claus and like the mental issues and stuff, I don't know. It takes a, it took, took, took too much time building to the finale. No, maybe? they could have cut like a good 35 minutes off. Yeah, that, that's kind of why. I mean, the film is only 100 minutes long. But, <laughs> that would have been like it. But it, like we say, it needed an it edit. It could have been like a 40 minute short. Joe Bob brings up a good, he brought up a good point in yeah. it though when he, he, they go to his break and he mm-hmm. talks about how one of the, the reasons why this killer keeps getting away with what he's getting away with is because there is this pathetic likability about him. Like when he's in the presence of other people, mm-hmm. he's clearly pathetic and just kind of jolly in a way that people feel sorry for him. Mm-hmm. And so it, he has a heart that that's his, that's his sleight of hand. I see. <laughs> I don't know if that's intentional, but it was something that I remember him talking about. Like this guy keeps getting away with stuff because when he's in the presence of most people he yeah he acts like he's this gift giving loving you know he had his alter ego yeah i read somewhere that actually the guy playing santa's the father of fiona apple is that excuse me yeah i don't i don't know if that's true brandon maggart i ran that somewhere i read that somewhere look it up that'd be hilarious if that was true (laughs) help me out with that (laughs) wait what Um, who's is it harry stadling is the main character right i i don't know you'll have to consult your imdb let me just just look up fiona apple's dad and see what pops up maybe it just comes up because i read that somewhere but then i didn't vet it because i was like that's just silly Brandon then, Maggart. Then there it is. <laughs> it was a random fact. Oh, and I that was like, is too. F- and then they just pulled up like what looks to be mugshots of Fiona <laughs> Apple. That is too funny. I mean, her dad. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Isn't that interesting? Fun fact. Um, and he looks like Santa Claus in this picture. I don't know if you can see from my laptop, but. Oh, how funny. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. With Fiona. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that was right when the movie was shooting because he's got all the beard and everything. No way, because she's like 
Oh, okay. I can't see older. how old she yeah. is there. Um, that's that's funny. That's a good that's a good horror fact. Thank you. With Shan. Thank you. Horror who, fact with Shan. Who is Brand song, Who is Brandon Maggard's daughter? There you go. Um a Santa fetishist, apparently. <laughs> no. Okay, that's crazy. I guess there's a commentary by John Waters or something on the movie. I don't know. Oh, that'll be, he's an interesting dude. I know. Like I can imagine that commentary would be even better. Although watching this with the Joe Bob and with the Joe Bob audience, like we watched it with the Discord. It was super fun. I remember there being something about a van or something. Your, was this the one with your van in it? Well, ice had designated it as my van. Mm. Um, and yes, at the end <laughs> he flies away in that van that van right. takes a real yeah sorry 1980 spoilers like if you haven't seen a 31 year old movie. and it's like a rapist van oh you know it's like it's the white of, oh. it's the white van it's a white van but then buffalo uh, bill's van <laughs> painted on it is like this cheery christmas thing but you know it's oh, like it's to lure children i remember now oh. somehow an ice designated that is my van okay, and then well. then i was like i'll own it oh, so no, because you said oh i like that van or something i remember i think saying. i said that after he had designated oh, it to oh, me okay <laughs> but nonetheless oh, it's funny it became my van yeah so when he was destroying it i got upset well yeah I mean, <laughs> now it's going to be forever, literally your van. Like I'm never going to be able to not see that. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, we also, speaking of shutter, let's get this out of the way. We also just recently watched the creep show holiday. I uh, loved it. I loved it too. Did you watch the last one with the, that was more like a cartoon? It was no. an anthology and no. it was more like a cartoon. Is it from last year? Uh, no, it happened just recently. Oh, no. Um, but anyway, I, what I was going to say is that I liked this so much better. This was um, fun. And I love um, the, uh, what's his name from Happy Endings. Okay. So ironically, two mm -hmm. actors from Happy Endings, Zachary Knighton ended up in the, the pale door. And then oh. this guy was also on Happy Endings who plays, let me get his name. Okay. Um, Loved him. He played the the lycanthrope. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and he has a. a, a, a I no, always notice his accent because it's so Midwest. So the creep show holiday special tells the tale of quote unquote shapeshifters anonymous. <laughs> it was so well done. It's so in the creep show family, like that the story and everything was like in that campy vein. So anyway, set in the church of Saint Argento. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I wonder if that was on purpose. Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, because that's just how the series rolls. Um, the password for entry to the support group meeting there this night is Landis. <laughs> the tip off that the episode might be about werewolves, American or otherwise. Um, Robert Weston, but played by Adam Paley, is our hero. Adam Paley. A schlub who three months previously started finding little bits of fabric and bone in his stool. Oh, got the scene with the doctor. <laughs> so that's the basic premise as he goes to a shapeshifter's anonymous meeting, like, you know, that looks like an A meeting with the coffee and the chairs around in a circle. And, but that's shapeshifters anonymous. And then there are various characters in that group and it all builds to a dramatic. Every character, conclusion. Anna Camp, who plays the cheetah was, she was awesome. She was amazing. Uh, I like and, her though. And just that, I won't give anything away, but that no. last scene where the oh, woman walks out, and they're all like super happy for it. That it's so good. Yeah, yeah. And it's so, like forty five minutes. It's, it's forty five really minutes. It's on Shutter. Um, watch, watch it today it. if you have time to watch it today. Yeah, it's, it's fun. It's fun. 
it's just fun. If you're one of those people who maybe you're alone on Christmas or you have, yes. you know, a family or, or a lot of people are alone when they weren't, wouldn't be and, alone. And with COVID, this will make you laugh. It's yeah, yeah. Yeah. Really enjoyable. Really enjoyable. So yay. Big thumbs up. As they say. What's next? What would you like to talk about next? You got a, a chip, a, um, what's, what's my wording? Have I lost my mind? Okay, you want to talk about Christmas presents? What's your choice is what I was trying to say. I know you and I watched that one. Yes. Not together, but. So presents like a haunting presence. It's from 2018. Comedy horror, ladies and gentlemen. Um, let me just give you the premise. Uh, uh, the premise. Try my, that again. My God, I have not been drinking. I don't even like drinking. Okay. A diverse group of friends gather for the festive season in a remote lodge. So isolation horror like we like we like. But soon plans go awry. One of the friends goes missing and the truth behind why the lodge was booked for the holiday is disclosed. Christmas quickly turns to chaos and a bloody nightmare ensues. Sounds like the metaphor for a lot of family Christmases. I know. So it got a 3.7 out of 10 on IMDb. Mm. I don't know if my expectations have just lowered for these Christmas movies, yeah. but I actually didn't think it was terrible. I didn't either. And I, and I, I liked it actually. And I have, what I have There's realized some good scares in it too. Well, I've realized that I cannot ever go by any ratings on the internet. No, but <laughs> so there's that. There's some good creepy moments. I enjoyed this flick. Um, what can I say that I enjoyed about? Well, I like a haunty ghosty thing. So that's not a huge stretch for me, but I also like you said, maybe it's that I have some low expectations, but I did click on it because one, I am attempting to make my way through as many holiday winter or Christmas horror as I can. Mm -hmm. Um, because I, I sort of signed on for that in my head this mm -hmm. year just because it's COVID and I can <laughs> watch more movies than normal, basically. Um, and so I just, I enjoyed the performances. I enjoyed how it developed. I mean, was it a perfect movie? No, of course not. No. So, but. No, but it had it had some good scares. It had um, some eerie, like some of the characters were kind of fun. Mm -hmm. And I think if you were to replace like take Christmas out of it and just make it a, a ghost or a standalone ghost story. It still would have worked. It just happened to be at Christmas. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I didn't hate it. Like I, I was able to get through it and go, okay, I didn't have to pause it 50 times to take a break. Cause it's grueling. <laughs> yes, I am. FYI, fun facts. It's a, uh, it's a bunch of Brits. So it's a, a lot of people with British accents. It is. And You're right, I forgot about the that. female character, the, the main character, if you are familiar with the show Dexter, she plays Dexter's girlfriend in the oh, later seasons. Okay. And um, I'm not, I'm not going to be too spoilery with Dexter, but it's an old series. So I will say that in Dexter, she plays a batshit crazy girlfriend. And in this, she's actually the not batshit crazy character. Yeah. So it was really interesting. Um, she's a really good actress, and it was really interesting to see her play kind of the opposite. And it's funny. Cool. I mean, I thought it was funny. Yeah, no, it, 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 was, it, had, it had good moments. Yeah. And the old man. It's got an English sensibility. Like, yes. It's and maybe definitely that's got a British sense of humor. And I like that. So maybe mm -hmm. that's what helped me, too, is I appreciate a lot of... 
It's like that begrudgingly charming or something. Right. <laughs> it's like it's just got that sensibility, and I and agreed. I I really like that. So cool. Cool. Uh, uh, we have a little unholy night to talk about. Oh boy, you you go ahead. <laughs> I'll be over here. No, just kidding. This um, movie. 2019 Unholy Night Comedy Horror Hour and 25 Minutes. It's an anthology. A lonely nurse is stuck working the overnight shift on Christmas Eve. At the hospital, she befriends an elderly patient who tells her wicked tales. Which is like the wraparound story, as yeah. they say. And then it's an anthology in the middle. <laughs> lots of uh, lots of personality pathology in this one. <laughs> There is a scene where she's <laughs> locked in a very large closet mm-hmm. with a mannequin who is her psychopathic superego <laughs> dressed as an elf who, by the way, is completely terrifying. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yes. And the mother who comes back for, she's like Norman Bates' mother. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... All right. So I think what I said about this movie on Letterboxd, because I try to make little notes to myself on there, which everyone can see, but they're really just to me, because who the hell cares what I think on there, (laughs) is that like the last 30 minutes of this movie kind of made it for me. That that story with the mom and the daughter, when when the daughter comes home for Christmas, and here's the thing, is you've watched an hour of this movie already. And I honestly, I, I kind of don't even remember what no. the first part is. It, it, it's exactly it's kind English. of like what we were saying about a Christmas horror story on a first watch. It's like the first hour. It was like the anthology stuff. It's low budget. So I got lost in the not so great kind of story structure. Um, and it was, it's one of those movies that was like, that's why I really like to watch like hit or miss movies with a group <laughs> because it makes me get through the whole movie. Yeah, because this is definitely one of those ones that I might have turned off. But then but then what happens is you get to that point where there's maybe like, I don't know, I didn't clock it or anything, but maybe there's like 30 minutes left of the movie and they go into this one story with this mom and this daughter and it starts out and it gets a little bit nuts and you're like, oh, this is fun. This is a little bit nuts. And then every single few minutes they ratchet up the nuts. They they take it another (laughs) And then by the end of it, I was like, okay, that one in like 45 different directions I was not expecting. And I think I love it. Can I just say this though? And this is where some of the humor comes in. And and some of our guys on Discord, I was laughing so hard at their reactions. This is not giving anything away. But the cream corn, corn vomit, mm-hmm. just the special effects were- This movie loves vomit. So over the top. I, it reminded they were low budget me, bad, but they weren't- but I think that this was they actually under, like they were they were tolerable for sure. But I also think that this was intentional and almost like an homage to yeah. Dead Alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the let's be really gross. I hope so. Intentionally gross because they overdid it. Yeah, I mean, she and they kept, did it like a bunch of times. And then she had like the cream corn vomit all over her. I know. I mean, that was, I think that was like a really a throwback to some of those felt like intentionally. That. I wanted to believe that yeah. for sure. Like the ear in the soup from Dead Alive, <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. that kind of, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was. I it, really enjoyed that last 30 minutes. I'll I did put too. It that way. And so I would actually watch it again for that. And I would attempt to understand the rest of the movie just because of that last 30 minutes. Kind of like a Christmas horror story. Like I'd really like to go, like I'd like to see that again so that I can. Yeah fully get whatever is to be given in the beginning of that. (laughs) 
Oh, that movie. What else do you have? I don't know if I have anything no, else. I, I think from, that's enough yeah. uh, Christmas, unless you want to talk a little bit about Christmas movies in general. I mean, here's one of the things I, I did. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I also just wanted to give really quickly a list of, um, yeah. get this pulled up here for everybody. I have an article called Deck the Bloody Halls yes. from Dread Central. Oh, yeah. And uh, they just list mm-hmm. the top, 10 underrated Christmas horror movies. One of which I talked about a couple weeks ago um, called Dead of Winter, uh, which is the one with, um, my gosh, she's like the mom in every Christmas movie, Mary Steenburgen. And she plays an actress that gets deserted at this mansion because she's promised this part, Mm -hmm. which is ironic because on the list, there's another movie called curtains from 1983. Yeah. Yeah. That it, so clearly there's this market for horror films involving working actresses getting trapped in a mansion in the dead of winter with hope of like nailing a role because curtains (laughs) is like really similar to that. So those are two. Um, then there's one called home for the holidays from 1972. It is not the, the comedy. No, I know. Um, so, has an absolute it's a sally field jessica walter so some good people in that uh dead of winter already talked about cold prey from 2006 oh yeah, oh, yeah baby that I one's talked a, about you that talked on about our... that one there's mm-hmm. one called christy from 2014 the children 2008 that's a great um, flick, p2 by the way. from 2007 inside 2007 curtains 1983 and then better watch out which we've talked about which i think is also incredibly underrated mm-hmm. and then there's one called super dark times from 20 2017. So if you go on to Dread Central, again, if you're home today and you want to just watch some of these, these are the top 10 underrated and there's some really good ones on this list. Yeah. So I guess on that note, I would also say um, you should, if you like, if you are listening to us and you like sort of funny psychopaths, (laughs) where Santa is a little bit, you know, Muslier or stronger or stranger, um, I would watch a movie called Santa's Sleigh. Have you seen that movie? I saw it on there, but I didn't watch it. <laughs> I know I, you, I remember you saying you were watching it though. Yeah, I um, I mean, I've watched a lot of movies and I could really go on and on about a lot of these, these fun things. And I totally agree with the Cold Prey movie. I love that movie. But Santa's Sleigh is a lot of fun. It's basically a psychopath Santa Awesome. You know, Santa's had enough. Who doesn't want that? <laughs> Santa, I, I would imagine that Santa at some point, he's over it. Yeah, I mean, I've been also mixing it especially up. Especially with, with these kids. I know, man. It's so annoying. Like, especially now. Ugh. Um, they, uh, it's from 2005. It's a horror comedy. Um, <laughs> and I am amused by it. It's not going to get particularly good ratings. It's, you know... But, you know, it's only an hour and 20 minutes long. It's funny. It's campy. Santa Claus is actually a demon who lost a bet Mm. with an angel. So he becomes the giver of toys and happiness. But when the bet ends, he returns to his evil ways and basically comes and slaughters. It's interesting because that's sort of what they did with him in Creepshow, too. Yeah. They, They demonized him. Yes. A little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of it. And they built that whole army. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was so good. I'm telling you guys, if you have not seen the Creep Show, it's so fun. It's so much fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, this was this was a lot of fun. I've watched a lot of Christmas horror now. I feel a little bit more well versed. Yeah, and I'm sure next year I'll be even more well versed. And um, 
it's just fun to go into the to go like into these genres. Uh-huh. Another one of the genres that I've been trying to embrace is found footage because it's not really my favorite. It's not mine either. But I've been able to find some gems. So hopefully here sometime okay. in the future, I will feel I will have watched a few more and feel a little bit more well-versed because I found some good ones. And that's sometimes what I do with things I don't like. I'll like um, that are not hurtful to me mm-hmm. <laughs> is I'll lean into it. Like, let's see if I can find the what people get out of this, what what joy people get out of this, because especially with doing the podcast, I kind of, I like being, learning and becoming more versatile. Sure. Right? How we have. So thank you so much for listening. This has been an, your Christmas episode of Shrink Chat, and we very much appreciate you being here. My name is Shannon. And I'm Kathy. Happy holidays, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Terror Talk. Please check out our Patreon page, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We'd love to engage with you as part of our community. Please take a moment to leave us a comment on any of our social media. Thank you so much for listening. And once again, sleep safe.